Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get kava fine. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Charles. Hey, guys. This is Heidi. Thank you so much for tuning back in. If you haven't already, please rate and review us on whatever platform you listen. Follow us on Instagram at kava underscore kettlebells. Share with your friends and family and really help us get this message out. All right. So today we are talking with Dallas Vasquez, the co-founder and CEO of Mitra 9. So Dallas, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. No, hey, we really appreciate it, man. And with Mitra 9 Brands being such a prominent player in the space, man, we are uh, stoked to hear your side of the story when it came to, you know, founding Mitra 9, but also some of your thoughts on the Kava and Kratom industry as a whole. Yeah, so first we'd love for you to just kind of introduce yourself and tell us how you got into Kava and Kratom to start, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, as you mentioned, uh, my name's Dallas, uh, co-founder, CEO of Mitra9. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Kava and Kratom go back uh, about nine or ten years for me. Uh, I was just doing some research on the Internet um, about, you know, alcohol alternatives, just kind of considering, um, you know, stopping, um, to you know, drinking alcohol. So, uh, went down the rabbit hole, somehow ran into Kratom and purchased my first uh, Kratom, you know, bag of Kratom powder off the internet uh, about 10 years ago, got delivered to the house, you know, this really earthy, non-water soluble green powder, uh, had no idea what to do with it. So I, I threw it in a shaker cup, a lot like a protein shake and uh, just kind of shook it up and just you know, started drinking it. It, it was awful. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I really just, you know, tried to chug it without, you know, throwing up and I, I got it down. The first thing I said was I will never do that again. Um, and so that being said, about 30 minutes later, I, I felt great. Uh, the, you know, the effect of, of that was starting to kick in. Um, for me, that was one of, it was energetic. I was just feeling really good. And, and so I, I reconsidered, um, but just due to, you know, the, the powder and the way it tasted, it just was something I didn't keep up on and, and it just kind of went by the wayside. So, um, fast forward, you know, a couple of years goes by and I end up moving down to Florida and, um, you know, I'm just out and about at a, at a restaurant with some friends and, you know, some, you know, they wanted to go out afterwards. And one of the things that came up was someone was like, Hey, let's go to a Kava bar. I had no idea what a Kava bar was. I'm from Ohio. I don't think, you know, we definitely didn't have Kava bars then. We probably still don't now. Um, and, and so we went to a Kava bar and, you know, I kind of went in really out of my element it you know it was um, a little bit of a you know hippie vibe um you know all that i get a menu the menu was fairly complex um but i was like you know at the end of the day it was like you know i'll take i'll I'll have a tea and so ordered a kratom tea and just kind of sat down you know with some friends uh and enjoyed some some kratom and, and that was that so it didn't really catch on but um, fast forward again, randomly, uh, a couple more years and I, I stopped at a collar bar to get a tea to go. And, um, you know, I finally kind of realized when I 
purchased that tea and it was like $14, which I thought was, you know, fairly expensive. Um, but at this time, about five or six years ago, I got home and my wife just kind of looks over and she's like, man, you're super relaxed right now. We've got a one year old and a newborn at the house. She's like, you know, you're just kind of completely chilled. So, um, I was like, it must be this tea. So I started bringing her some tea and, you know, together we just kind of started enjoying, um, Kratom. And then a few months later, I, I started to also get into Kava and then we would just bring those home to kind of enjoy them together. And that's, that's kind of how I entered into the, the whole Kratom and Kava group. Man, that's, um, that's awesome. That's really funny going back though, when you're talking about, uh, you know, getting the powder in the mail and kind of like, you know, just mixing it up. That's kind of like the first experience I had too, was, I, I used it after a, a surgery. I got Kratom from like a vending machine at the smoke shop. And I was like, I have no idea. You know, like, again, like you said, it's like, you know, the, when you mix Kratom power with water, it doesn't, you know, mix. Yeah. Right. So I was like, yeah. dude, like, what is this stuff? <laughs> but so I'm. Hey, it's I'm, awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious though. Uh, so you said you're, you know, looking for alcohol alternatives. Um, was there like something like in your life, like why you were trying to like get away from alcohol? Was it, you know, uh, personal use, like, you know, decision, you know, trying to get healthier? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was a little bit of both. So I come from the finance uh, world, <clears throat> which is, is, is fairly, you know, fairly high stress. But at about that time was when I started my first company. And, you know, being an entrepreneur has its kind of own set of rules. And, <clears throat> and so, you know, I, I kind of found myself there where, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm starting to get a little older and, uh, you know, I was having a drink or two at night and I was just like, man, I'm starting to wake up half hung over from just having a drink or two. And that's just not conducive to being an entrepreneur where, Absolutely. you know, you're basically depending on yourself every day to, to, you know, drive, you know, the business. So yeah, it was really that it was, you know, Hey, I, I just, I'm, I'm getting older. I, I hate hangovers. Um, you know, I, I, I do work out four or five days a week and I know alcohol certainly isn't helping with that. So what, what am I doing? Right? Like why, why am I, why am I still drinking? And so, um, it was really just that, that simple thought of, you know, Hey, I've, this is something that I just, I don't want to do anymore. Yeah, that's so true. And I love how you said um, you and your wife, you know, you had little ones. And that was a big part of it for us as well. Because when you have, especially a newborn, they don't care what you did the night before. They're still going to be up early and you still have to be present to take care of them. Um, So that was a huge part of our journey was being able to find something to wind down and still, you know, be present for our kids. Um, So was that kind of how, like, did your wife really, was she very very receptive to it as well because yeah she was yeah so you know my my wife at the time um was was vegan and is now you know vegetarian so you know she and and she also works out a lot like i do and and she's into you know meditation and yoga and things and yeah we were just finding that you know same same thing as you know you there's no on and off switch for the little ones, you know, yeah. I mean, they are, <laughs> uh, 20, you know, 24 <laughs> hours a day. And, and, and so, uh, you know, it, it's just, you, you're kind of there and at night, you know, it's, I don't know why it felt weird. I don't know if it's like a taboo or something, but I was just like, man, you know, like, 
I almost just felt guilty or weird thinking that I was um, kind of drinking while my wife's over there playing with a kid. And I was like, I don't know. I just, so yeah, the, I think the whole, you know, um, tidal wave of, you know, being an entrepreneur and uh, just looking for a healthier lifestyle as well as having kids were all, you know, contributing factors to, to making that change. No, absolutely. That all makes sense. Now, so we'll, we'll go back to kind of where you left off. So you and your wife were, uh, sounded like started, you know, taking a lot of stuff to go for her home, like the teas and getting the kava. Now at that point, were you both starting to kind of get into the uh, kava bar scene as far as like going out, visiting different kava bars and like really kind of like immersing yourself, uh, you know, with the botanicals? Yeah, yeah. So this one's fun is we started doing that, you know, kind of taking home those drinks and joining them together and then a few months goes by probably four months or so. And she turns around and she says, you know, neither of us have had any alcohol for three months now. Wow. And yeah, we didn't even notice at all. And, and we're like, Whoa, uh, you're right. And so, <clears throat> yeah. And so, you know, at that point, you know, uh, thankfully we have, uh, my mom is, is local here. And so my mom loves to come watch the kids and our, our date night was either going out and, you know, find a new fun restaurant or hanging out at a Cabo bar. So it, it was, we started to kind of immerse ourselves into the, you know, the, the Cabo bar community at that point. That's what's up. And I'm curious too, um, just, you know, like from a, a, a couple to another couple, like no saying that you brought, you know, Cava and Kratom into the relationship and alcohol went to the wayside. Um, did you both know, see anything like as far as relationship, you know, getting better, better communication, uh, more energized, like how that piece look? Yeah, I, I think that that was, I, I mean, I don't think I noticed a big difference from a, a relationship or communication standpoint. What I would say is that um, when we are having that, you know, kind of, you know, nightcap or, or just having cover or Kratom at night together, um, there, there's a lot more conversation and, yes, um, yes. and it's also something that we, I, I, I guess, um, since it's something we're both doing at the same time, there, there's just like that sense of togetherness where, um, you know, you're, you're husband and wife, you're doing something together. You both enjoy it. You're not, you're not getting any type of, I don't know, quote unquote intoxication. So our, our conversation started to change more to like, you know, things that were, I don't know, for lack of a better word, important to us, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So no, absolutely. Yeah. Man. yeah. That's a, we, that's a huge part of our life as well. Just um, that communication aspect, like you said. And I think that's what it's, it's hard to explain to people until they try it, especially with Kava, how it just like opens you up to conversation. It just like opens you up to be more, you know, communicate, communicative and it's awesome um so how about your kids so our kids we've um you know, they kind of taste it a little bit not that i'm saying we, everyone should go you know let their kids drink kava and kratom obviously not kratom but um do your kids ever like ask for tastes of kava or anything like that yeah yeah so um we'll definitely uh you know on the way home or something uh you know stop in the kava bar to grab a drink to go the kids are with us they, they definitely tried the, you know, traditional, uh, kava and they're, they're not big fans, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but, uh, we do let them, uh, have a few sips of Mitra 9's kava 
and they they seem to you know have two or three sips of that and and that's that's enough for them they they enjoy the taste and and yeah so it is something that we we've certainly just kind of implemented as a, a family thing so yeah it's 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 been fun yeah our youngest loves the mitra nine kavas so every time we drink one she's always like does madeline that's her name madeline does madeline get a little a little cup of it and we're like yes yeah. we can have some um so that that's a great segue i'd love for you to kind of Take us down the the journey of how Mitra Nine came about, um, and the idea, and just kind of how you guys created it. Yeah, yeah. So, right in that same time frame where we left off was, you know, this, you know, I being an entrepreneur, just that light bulb clicked one day where I was like, man, um, you know, we're we're spending a ton of money <laughs> at this combo <laughs> bar and you know, these, these drinks are, you know, they're, they're expensive. And, you know, while, you know, you know, like anything else, if we're going to be in the, in the cover bar and have that atmosphere and be around people, I'm totally okay with that. But taking these home, this is kind of crazy. So, um, you know, so the, yeah, that, that whole thing led to, the, the you know the the light bulb going off and saying well why why isn't this canned why why don't I see this why can't I stop at the gas station on the way home um, or or Seven Eleven or whatever and, and grab one of these out of out of those stores <clears throat> and that simple thought led to a bunch of research where you know I was doing market research and I just couldn't find anything and whatever I was finding was very localized and it and it was and was a, a, a you know fairly smaller operations and so you know i guess that you know spells opportunity for a guy like me and and so you know that point brings us up to just about you know covid happening and um you know the the breweries were kind of shutting down and things were a little weird thankfully not so weird in florida but um I had connected with the uh, Millennial Brewing downtown Fort Myers, and I said, "Hey, you know, if if things are a little slow, I would I would love to you know uh, do some consulting with you guys, uh, do some R and D, and see if we can brew um, you know these carbon kratom ingredients into something that uh, that that tastes good and, and see if we can can it. So, you know, we, we went down that road for about six or eight months, uh, just, you know, doing what you think, uh, making things that we thought would taste good. They were awful, yeah. uh, you know, pouring them down the drain and, and everything else. And then, you know, around, you know, around the spring of 2021, we, we got to a point where we're like, okay, I, I think we've, we've got something that tastes decent. Now that was all on the, the background of, I have no background in beverage. So, uh, we really had no idea what we were doing. And, you know, so we, we started canning these drinks only with the idea that we would just kind of go hand them out at Kava bars and ask them if they would, you know, basically give these away and try to get some feedback for us. Well, one thing we found out really quick was we did not have a shelf stable product and, you know, we were using juices and, um, you know, 
just like in the shaker cup, powder and leaf were really hard um, ingredients to brew with inside of a, um, a brewery environment. So um, we had cans blowing up. I don't know if you guys oh, experienced no. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm ashamed of it. But, All uh, part of the process, it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we really, so we launched, you know, Mitra 9 basically in the summer of 2021. We really got a couple months in and we found out, oh man, we've, we've got a problem here. <clears throat> and so we kind of pulled back, went to the drawing board a little bit. And that's, that's really when I found out about um, extracts. And that's when we started exploring um, research and developing, um, making Kratom and Kava drinks with extract. Okay. Now, curious with the extracts, uh, what you're saying definitely makes sense, you know, with the brewing process and, you know, there's an art to make any type of, you know, dietary supplement formulation or camp beverage. But prior to then, um, had had you dabbled with the extracts much, specifically with the uh, Kratom? No, not not much. So, you know, I had, you know, been working with um, some products that were really early adopters of extracts. And I still just didn't like how they how they were tasting. Uh, they weren't great, but, um, you know, and then I, I, you know, obviously we were playing with samples of just kind of like raw Kratom extract. And even in 2021, extract was nowhere near where it was today in terms of technological advancement. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we really weren't happy with it. Um, and so that actually triggered a, uh, something that happened back then was um, it actually triggered um, uh, a trip to Thailand where um, um, one of my business partners and I went over to Thailand. We uh, ended up visiting the uh, the farmers in Thailand. Um, we also met with the Thai government and started uh, discussing just kratom, you know, agriculture as well as um, the the potential of a, a joint venture of. Um, producing extract um together so um yeah i i you know we kind of threw ourselves into extract just um because we thought that was the best way to deliver uh the best drink and the best beverage that we could yeah um now i would love to know like you guys i mean generally speaking you're a, a young company you said you launched in summer 2021 so that's you know that's pretty young but you guys are very um, I would say like you are leading the pack when it comes to canned beverages. Um, was that your goal? Like, was it your goal to be like a household name when it came to like the canned beverage or did that just kind of happen organically? How did that, um, go about? Yeah, no, we, we started this, uh, to grow a huge business. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, the, the, the goal here is to be a, uh, a large brand, a, a household name, just like you said. Um, I thought one thing interesting during my research of the Kratom and Kava industry was that there were a few pretty decent-sized companies out there in the Kratom shot world, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, but the industry was really lacking um, leadership in the perspective of someone or a company that was willing to kind of put themselves out there, tell their story and kind of be the, the leader of the space. And, you know, we knew, we, we know this product comes with a bunch of challenges, you know, product education is one, you know, um, and, and so 
most of the competition or the kratom shot industry, the powder, the leaf industry, um, most of that has been playing out in the background for decades, which is just, you know, I mean, most of those products have been, you know, circulating in the United States for, you know, 10, 20 years now. And I, I thought that that was just amazing that, you know, I'll go back a little bit here. One of the things that made this so appealing to me was that the Kratom industry, I think this is like a 2021 or 2020, 20 fact was a $2 billion industry built off of the, you know, green, non-water soluble, nasty powder. Right. And I was like, man, if it's that big, just with this, you know, powder that I'm ingesting here, trying not to throw up with, this thing can be absolutely enormous. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that was part of starting this company was, you know, we're, we're not going to do it unless we do it the right way. We're going to do it in a way that this thing's going to be uh, a large, you know, multinational brand. And we've, we've got to, we've got to take a leadership seat here. So with, with that being said, and especially with the leadership part, because, you know, obviously within the leadership, it's lead by example and to kind of set the standard. Um, within the Kratom industry, as most of our listeners know, and a lot of people who, who are in this uh, space know how controversial Kratom can be. Um, with some of the legislation out there, even some of the states that have completely banned it, uh, I believe right now, I want to say there's what four or five states have completely outright banned it. I think currently, but um, what's your take on the controversy of Kratom and especially having the drinks and the shots that Mitra nine has with the extracts, knowing that some of the extracts can be a little bit more addictive, a little bit more easier to consume, you know, the, the amount of the actual active property versus, you know, it would take, you know, quite a bit of leaf or powder to get to that, um, that amount of, you know, um, uh, the active alkaloids, uh, what, what's kind of your take on the, you know, sort of controversy on Kratom as a whole right now? Yeah. So I, I, I think it's mostly the controversy is mostly just due to it being misunderstood and what I said earlier, a lack of leadership for, uh, many, many years. Um, and, and so, you know, it came under attack quite a bit, you know, back in 2015, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the DEA was asked to classify it as a, you know, controlled substance. And, you know, they, they said no at the end of the day. Um, other organizations like the World Health Organization was, you know, asked to ban this on a, you know, uh, international global level they said no i think that speaks quite a bit for 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 what this really is um you know unfortunately um you know for for many you know when you we come up against this every day when you google kratom you can really start seeing some scary stuff right absolutely yeah, yeah and so you know a lot of that's just you know, not, not fair to, to the industry. And we're, we're, we're here to help change that. Um, and you know, so that kind of segues into my, my feelings and thoughts about, and and this is, you know, really just a personal opinion 
of, you know, extracts versus leaf or versus powder. Um, you know, I, I'm actually under the opinion that extracts are safer. And I'll say that for a few different reasons. Um, one is that the powder and the leaf contain more alkaloids and more plant material. And a lot more can go wrong with plant material. Um, you know, the, the leaf and the power probably, you know, I think they contain of the plant over 50 alkaloids yep. of, of which only two or three have even been studied or, or have been studied for, you know, a, a longer period of time that we actually have a lot of data or a lot of data starting to come in about. And with extract, you know, uh, it, another one is, you know, the 7-hydroxymetragenine uh, has been kind of demonized. And, and, and that alkaloid remains in powder and, and in leaf. Well, in extract, that all of those alkaloids are reduced to basically one or two active alkaloids. And most of the content is made up of metragenine, which is the most studied um, alkaloid in the entire plant. And so, you know, you can make a case that nitronine's extract uh, contains the only alkaloid that is most well known and studied in, in the United States. Um, and so, you know, that would, you know, help draw me to a conclusion that the, the extract that we use is, is safer. Um, you know, in addition to that, the, the form factors under which we serve Kratom, like a 12 ounce can, for instance, um, the dosage in that can is controlled. Right. Right. And so, you know, um, with powder, uh, and this happened to me personally, I had this experience, um, you can put too much powder in your, you know, cup or, or whatever you're doing with, without noticing or, or by mistake. And that can lead to some, some pretty nasty stuff. So, you know, you know, you, you dose, you know, kratom powder by grams, a gram is a very small measurable amount of, 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 of powder. And, you know, the difference of, you know, putting three or four grams into your, your cup as opposed to, whoops, I wasn't paying attention and put 10 in there is a very different experience. So, um, I'm actually, uh, I, I truly believe that extract is, is the future, um, of the industry in terms of, uh, how, how safe it is as well as, um, the ability to control dosage. Yeah, uh, anything, anything can be abused. I, 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 you know, I totally get it. Uh, things can be abused. Um, you know, it's, you know, you could use the same analogy of, you know, a, a Bud Light versus a, um, a hundred proof liquor, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and yeah, of course that, you know, that liquor in the hands of someone who is reckless is going to be much more dangerous than a Bud Light in that same person's hands. And, you know, that's, that's just something that we can't control. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So are you, so you're not as, are you concerned that the extracts will come under attack in the future? Like, how do you feel 
um, you know, with all the controversy with Kratom, how do you feel like that will pan out moving forward? Like, are you guys nervous at all about that? No, I, I'm not nervous just because I truly believe in what I'm saying. And, yeah. I, and I know that I can, I can defend myself and not only defend myself. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we're approaching a way where, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, where, you know, if we're actually looking to make some type of regulation or um, if, if we're actually trying to move forward as a country with this product being legal, then, you know, let's work with some of the top companies that are, are using these um, ingredients in their products and find out, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. And so, yeah, I absolutely believe that extract will come under under fire, just as all kratom really does. Um, but I, I truly believe that that's the 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 safest um, as of today, the the safest way to consume it. How do you feel about the idea of like regulating kratom? Are you like pro some sort of regulation, or are you more anti regulation? Yeah, no, I'm uh, pro-regulation. The organization as a whole is pro-regulation. I think the KCPA is wonderful. Uh, I mean, the, the Kratom Consumer Protection Act is a, is a great start. Uh, the states that are adopting that, you know, obviously Florida included, um, have done a, a, you know, a great job and have done, you know, the consumers of Kratom justice by, by doing that. Um, we're going to see a lot more of that in, in the future. I, I have no doubt about that. I think, you know, Charles mentioned there's, you know, the five or six states where Kratom is banned. I think two or three of those have banned reversals in their, in their state Senate right now. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would expect that, um, you know, uh, more regulation to come as it should. Um, you know, whether it was 18 or 21 is debatable. Um, you know, whether certain alkaloids should come under attack or not is, is a little bit debatable, but I think that, yeah, it's a, the simple answer is I'm, I'm definitely pro regulation and I, I, you know, certainly hope that in the future, um, the, the folks that are regulating it are going to look out to the leaders of the industry and say, Hey, you know, can, can you guys help or do you want right, to work together yeah. rather than, you know, try to demonize each other? No, a hundred percent. So Dallas, I, I agree with you on the regulation part. I think it's, you know, I think sometimes, you know, a lot of people who I almost like uneducated, um, but like who may just not know about regulated industries, they hear regulation. They're like, Oh crap. Like my stuff's going to take away from me. It actually is going to help the consumer yeah. having regulation. It's going to make a, a safer product. It's going to make it um, less likely to have issues to where then the legal size and come out and, you know, attack the, um, uh, producers, the, you know, companies making the product now. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you know, obviously one of the more important ones is labeling, right? I mean, you know, yes. everybody yeah. should have the right to know what they're consuming. I mean, we're, you know, we're in a huge shift as, as, you know, people and culture where, you know, this whole functional beverage space, it's all about, you know, what, why am I putting this into my body? whether it's liquid, liquid, whether it's food. I mean, people want to know what they're putting in their body and why they're doing it. And so labeling is, you know, absolutely something that should be, should be regulated. Completely agree. And it kind of reminds me, 
obviously, you know, uh, Kratom's not a dietary supplement yet. Uh, Kava is a dietary supplement, but just like the dietary supplement sports nutrition world, you know, there's there's been a huge push the past couple of years to have completely transparent labels instead of, you know, the propriety blends because as a consumer, you know, say you're buying like a pre-workout, you want to know, okay, like how much uh, creatine am I getting? How much caffeine? I want to know exactly what I'm putting into my body. And like you said, I think there's been much more of an awakening now with uh, health. Uh, and maybe some of that's due to, you know, the past couple of years, COVID, you know, some people kind of face like, you know, the mortality in some sense, you know, with a pandemic going around, wanting to be more healthy, uh, because obviously, you know, the comorbidities were, were a factor. So, hey, if I'm overweight, if I'm not um, eating healthy, if I'm smoking, drinking, like, what am I putting in my body, you know? Um, so, I, I like, with the labels, 100% agree with you that that's a huge first-line defense in a lot of these Kratom and Kava products. Yeah, that's probably yeah. that's probably one of my biggest frustrations is the proprietary blends, especially um, when it comes to Kratom, because, you know, it, it, it does have those addictive properties. And so when, when you don't know exactly how much you're putting in your body, I feel like that is so unethical and should not be allowed, but it, it, you see it all the time and it's super frustrating. Would you say... Over the past decade, um, you know, that you've been immersed, you know, in the industry, do you feel like things have gotten better for Kratom? Or do you, you know, how do you feel about the path over the past decade, you know, with all the controversy? Yeah, I, I think things have, have gotten better. Now, there's certainly been a few scary moments. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think, you know, 2014 through 2017 were, were you know, definitely scary times um but as of lately i i would you know i would say that the you know the momentum is is you know going in favor of of kratom uh, i mean yeah. you may not think so with some of the, the recent <laughs> articles and, and things that have come out yeah. <laughs> but uh but the you know the facts still remain that you know there are very few states where, where it is banned and then a few, you know, kind of random municipalities. And then, you know, of those states, uh, you know, the majority or, you know, nearly half of those states are considering, you know, reversing that ban. Um, you know, and, and then kind of going back to what, you know, you guys said, just kind of building off that a little bit about what Charles, you mentioned COVID and just kind of being more health conscious and understanding things a little better it's like you know when we i mean we're doing business with distributors who are anheuser Bush distributors now miller's cores distributors um we're, we're doing business with you know for lack of a better word big alcohol um you know our our kind of journey or path that we take with them is you know it's long i mean these are you know two three months of contract negotiations I'm often have to meet with their uh, their board of directors. I have to meet with their legal team. Uh, our team is presenting them in depth details about all these things that you and I are talking about. We're 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 walking through state by state, um, you know, uh, regulatory. We're doing all these things, uh, which you know helps us keep sharp. Um, but we're starting to see the we're starting to see the sentiment change with them. Where, you know, a couple years ago, I don't think they were willing to take this risk. But today, 
I mean, they are absolutely willing to, to take this risk. Um, and maybe some of that is just that Mitra 9 has, has really gotten pretty good at, um, you know, being able to dial in and give them the information that they need as well. No, that um, that's absolutely true. But I also do think, too, there is, you know, the the stats out right now, like even like looking at, um, you know, Gen Z, the upcoming generation, they're sort of rejecting alcohol and they're looking for more, uh, plant alternatives, so like obviously like cannabis, right? Uh, United States as a whole, while it's not federally legal, is becoming a lot more cannabis, you know, quote unquote plant friendly. So I I do think, you know, cannabis is obviously it's, it's huge, and I think a lot of people when they think of you know plants, that's probably one of the first things they think of as opposed to cover kratom. But I think as more people are welcoming to the idea of these alternatives. Um, it's it's kind of like that that culture right is downstream of um, politics right. So as the culture accepts more of these plants, I think you know legislation, politics, along with you know big business is going to be a little bit more willing to accept these. Yeah, I mean you know look at you look at Florida. I, I, it's you know if you're in Florida, I mean how. It's. I mean, look how many cowboys we have. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. It's you know, and 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 I, you know, Mike Trinine does business with a lot of the cowboys, and I mean, I feel like they're opening up weekly at this point in time. It, it's 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 really something to to see. I mean, we we say it all the time that you know, Florida is the the Silicon Valley of of kratom and kava. Yes, and, it's the mecca man. And there's <laughs> just, down there. you know, there's yeah, there's no disputing that. And so, you know, when when you when you talk to someone, a distributor, or you you talk to uh, you know big business in Florida, a lot of these folks are going to cattle bars, which is which is super cool to see and hear. No, that's awesome, and um, it, it is really cool about Florida. Is I think down there, it's kind of like you said, the Silicon Valley, or you know, I kind of look at it as like sort of like the the mecca, right, of Kava and Kratom and Kava bars, you know, we were, it was like, uh, probably like almost a year ago, maybe six months ago, we were down there in kind of like the St. Pete, Tampa area, and it's wild, man, because, I mean, you're, you, you go, you're driving down, and it's almost like seeing like a coffee shop, it's like that normal. Yep, absolutely. Now, I'm curious, I want to, uh, so we talked about Kratom quite a bit, and Really appreciate your insights, especially on the extract, man, because um, I think it's good to hear from, you know, someone who produces such a large amount of it, kind of their opinions on it. Albeit being, you know, controversial, but something else that's kind of also a little controversial is the kava side, because out there you have a lot of kava purists, and they see the combining of both kava and kratom as sort of a no-no. And I know that Mitra 9 has, you know, the new shot out there that has the, you know, Kratom uh, Kava extract. What's your opinions on sort of the push against combining the two botanicals? Yep. So, so this one I'm torn on. You've got, you got me good on this one. Uh, <laughs> no. I, yeah, not not trying to so, put the pressure on, just want to, you know, just want to hear your opinion. No, no, all good. Um, so first I'll, I'll kind of address that from a, personal level is that when when i go to a kava bar um nine times out of ten i'm gonna order a shell 
you know, traditional cava drink, and I'm also going to order some kratom tea. Same. So, you know, I personally enjoy them either, you know, at the same time or really close together in in time frame. And I I just, I I like the way that 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 works for me. So, um, and then, you know, from the, the, the company's point of view, that, that one's interesting, um, without, you know, really spilling the beans here, uh, Mitra 9 is very heavily considering our position on combining those ingredients, um, uh, right now and, and, and maybe reassessing that for, for future products as we are, you know, rolling out some new ones, um, this, this spring and this summer. So, um, you know, I, I guess what I can say there is that, you know, um, we, you know, we oftentimes obviously survey ourselves, you know, in, in addition to Mitra 9, you know, our, our parent company uh, also owns and operates Kava Bars where we're, we're able to get a lot of firsthand feedback. Um, and, you know, I found out I'm, I'm not the only one, or you and I aren't the only two, Charles. There's plenty of people out there that, uh, you know, order a show and a tea and, and, and like, you know, what that does for oh, them. I, so I would, right. I would say it's most people, man. Yeah. I would say it's yeah. most people who go to the Kava Bar. Yeah, I, I, I truly think it is too. And so, you know, just that simple fact would say that there's consumer demand, you know, demand for that product. And, you know, whether Mitra 9 does it or not, someone's going to do it. Um, I would like to say that, you know, Mitra 9, you know, tries to do things the best and as transparently as possible. Um, and so, you know, we, we feel good about that part. Um, you know, whether or not, you know, there's um, uh, a Mitra 9 product that, that does combine those, uh, maybe, maybe not. But I'd say that from a consumer viewpoint, there's certainly demand for it, and some somebody's always going to make it. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of like how I feel about, um, there's just a lot of controversy in general about Kava Bar's selling Kratom. Um, and I know people get frustrated, but I always say, you know, like someone's going to do it, whether... I, f- I would rather a Kava Bar do it who's going to take the responsibility of educating their, you know, clients and their customers instead of those people just going off into, you know, smoke shop and getting it and not having no idea what they're taking. So I feel like it's the same same concept. I would rather a responsible company, you know, do it. And, you know, I know my Nine is very big on that education aspect as well and just explain and educate their their customers about it you know because like you said someone's going to do it so i'd rather it be a responsible somebody than um an irresponsible somebody yeah yeah, some, yeah. Some I, I, I totally agree i mean um and these cattle bars they you know i think you guys would agree they do such a great job at educating consumers yeah. i mean you know this is these are one of the more you know I mean, how many alcohol bars could you walk into? You might find some, right, where someone can explain uh, a liquor to you in detail or they can talk to you about this beer and all this stuff. I mean, every kava bar you go into, you're going to find, for the most part, uh, a kava tender that, that can really speak in depth about the products that they're serving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's how it should be. Like, we, we say it all the time, and with a lot of kava bars that we speak to, like, it – it really behooves them to be the first line of defense for, you know, your just thinking about your average person who's never had Kava or Kratom going to the Kava bar. 
Like, I remember our first time, and, like, dude, I had no idea what the drinks were. Like, I had no idea what to combine, how much to drink. Yes, yeah, you know? So yeah. it's like you, you really rely on the kava tender to kind of guide you through that experience before you get to lay the lamb. Granted, our first experience, I don't necessarily think they did the best job at no. educating us. Or <laughs> that's a perfect example. They were just slinging us, you know, here's a shell. Here's some kratom. Here's a shell. Here's some kratom, and yeah. <laughs> they didn't really tell us. So we did have kind of a you know unpleasant aftermath. But that being said, you know there's it's not everyone is perfect, but they are generally speaking like so good, like you said. And I'm very proud of the community in that aspect. Yeah, and that that does remind me of an, uh, you know another interesting thing is that you know um, it is. It is tough that, you know, if you think about this from um, a general population standpoint, that, you know, the first thing that you might be introduced to, the first time you walk into a kava bar is a giant cup of muddy water, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's interesting, and, you know, I... You know, when we first, you know, started Mitra 9, we definitely ran into a lot more resistance back then in terms of other bar owners thought that we were going to be competing with them. And it's just not the case. You know, the bottom line is not everyone likes earthy, muddy water and yeah. not everyone likes tea. And so, you know, if... If they can, you know, if a customer comes in and those are their only options and they never come back to your Kava bar again because they didn't like those options, then you lost a customer. Right. But, you know, if they walked in and, you know, you wanted to present them with your house tea and your house Kava, that's great. And if they didn't like it, at least you have something else that, that you can offer them. No, that, that makes complete sense to have, you know, a viable alternative. And we talk about all the time how... Kava and Kratom, there's sort of like a barrier to entry because of the... The taste. Yeah, the obscurity of the taste and, you know, how it looks. So having products like Mitra 9, you know, a Kava or the Kratom uh, seltzer, you know, for someone who has, like, no idea what this is, it's a lot more palatable than being like, yo, here's this, like, root that I just, like, ground up in the back. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just like, trust me. Trust me. It's good. <laughs> just, just roll with it. And I, yep. Yeah. And I do think, you know, I say this all the time, kava is really, like, it's a it's a long game, you know. You, even to feel the full effects, you have to take it repeatedly. It's not just a one-and-done type thing where you can just take it and understand the full effects. And so it really is, I don't want to say, you know, manipulating um, the, the customers, but it is kind of, like, you have to kind of bring them in, like, give them something tasty, give them a Mitra 9, like, let them ease into it, feel those effects, and then you can kind of introduce the um, the traditional, um, you know, aspect of kava and and i feel like mitra 9 does do a great job at being that sort of liaison and segue to to getting them there um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i always always say that the, you know the traditional kava is just a lot like a a, a complex whiskey or something right it's yeah. like you know if you were to take a shot of whiskey for the first time nobody was like oh that was so good i can't wait amazing. to have another right. one uh <laughs> But if you were willing to, you know, drink it a few more times and then, you know, start to learn about those complexities and all the things that go into it, you start to appreciate it. And then therefore, you you know, you have a whole different journey. I think kind of very similar. Uh, yeah, agree. Now, Dallas, I'm curious. Um, 
So obviously, you know, you're uh, very probably, I'm assuming, very, very busy with Mitra 9 and the business. But, you know, on, on a personal level, man, how often, um, you know, do you uh, visit Kava bars with, you know, your wife or the, you know, the family, friends? And um, just personally, too, like, uh, how often do you use Kava and Kratom for you? Is that like a, is it like a weekend thing? Uh, is Kratom, you know, a daily sort of like nootropic for you? What's... What's the kind of personal consumption level? Yep. Yeah. So, um, so Friday is a date night for me and the wife, and we do that at a Kava bar every Friday. Um, you know, we usually go between two or three Kava bars here in the the Fort Myers area. Um, so, so we we definitely are are in the community and and you know supporting local Kava bars. Um, also, I, I, I. I hold way too many business meetings at Kava bars. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. So, um, you know, there, that's a fun thing about Kava bars actually is you go in there and you've got laptops open, people are yep. working, yeah. uh, you know, there's a ton of, you know, kind of hybrid, um, you know, work from home and, and folks at the Kava bar scene going on. I have talked a lot of business in Kava bars over the last, uh, last two years. Um, so, so yeah, definitely frequent those. Um, and then, um, in terms of just like personal consumption, um, you know, Kava is, you know, probably just a couple times a week for me. Um, you know, that Friday, you know, I'll definitely have, um, some traditional, uh, Kava and, you know, shells, uh, me and, me and the wife and kind of, uh, you know, do that for several hours. Um, and then usually on the weekends, um, you know, I'll have, um, other, you know, my Trinidad Kavas or even other brands, Kavas and kind of, you know, experience what, what else is out there in the marketplace. Um, Kratom is definitely, uh, more of a daily for me. Um, yeah. I, I really, replace things like energy drinks with with kratom you know i don't really drink energy drinks uh, i still drink coffee uh, every morning religiously uh, when that coffee kind of wears off that's about the time um i will you know sit down and, and have a kratom and that 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 kratom drink is is what you know kind of gives me that that in, you know internal combustion and the drive and the, the energy and uh yeah kind of takes the place of that afternoon energy drink no i'm i'm there with you man i like my coffee in the morning yeah um, <laughs> i don't know if that will ever go away in my lifetime but kratom is definitely uh you know i i really like kratom pre-workout that's typically how yeah. how i'll use it you know but um you know it's uh it's cool because i think there's there's, it's so like unique in the fact of it can give you energy, but at the same time, if you you know try a different, you know, like in the evening, it can kind of relax you. It's a very like dynamic plant, uh, and that's that's why uh, I get really like kind of excited about it and stoked about it, and you know, like to share it with people. It is, and I change the way I consume it completely. So if you know, if I have a trade at you know noon or whatever time it is. It's almost always a, a Mitra 9, just because I feel <clears throat> Mitra 9 is, is a more energetic kratom. And then, at the, you know, yeah. if I have a kratom in the evening, um, which I usually do, it's always a traditional tea type kratom. And probably like a, like a red, right? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, Dallas, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Before we wrap up, we would love for you to just leave our audience with any last words you might have and um, let our audience know where they can find um, Mitra 9 and um, how they might be able to, to order some if they are interested. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys uh, for having me. This was just an awesome conversation. Um, yeah, likewise. And, yeah. yeah. And I mean, what my what I would say, you know, to your audience is, you know, um, don't don't believe everything you read on the internet. Um, you know, do your own research. Um, you know, I, I think you know one thing that we adopted was you know putting a QR code on our cans that you know, goes to a neutral website or a neutral um, site of information, go seek that information. Um, it doesn't need to be from Mitra 9. It can be from, you know, University of Florida. It can be, all, you know, there's so much documentation and so much to learn about Kratom and Kava. Um, don't, don't, don't be scared by, by what you might see on the internet. Um, find out for yourself. I have personally, um, I can personally say that in terms of uh, stopping um, and getting alcohol out of my life, that Kratom and Kava played a huge role in that. And so I would, I would encourage uh, everyone to, to possibly look at that as, as an option. And if you're looking for Mitra 9, which, uh, yeah, which I think is the, the best tasting Kratom and Kava in the world, uh, you can find that at uh, www.mitra-9.com and uh, order from the website or you can visit one of our 5,000 plus retailers across the United States that carry Mitra 9. We've got an awesome store locator on the website. Perfect. I know I've uh, I've used that store locator yeah, before. Yeah, when we're, when we're out of town, we always so. use that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. No, man. We, um, it was funny. Like, we were, we were uh, vacationing down in uh, Rosemary Beach, down uh, kind of in the Destin, uh, Pama City area, um, only a couple months ago. And our Airbnb, I, I literally pulled up the, the store locator, and there's, like, this little coffee shop. That was like down the street. Yeah, just down the street from us, man. I was able to go pick up some some nitro. So yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, Dallas, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. We would love to do you know another conversation down the road. Um, but yes, thank you so much. Yeah, we thank appreciate it, Dallas. Thanks, man.